This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds. Well, without the computers. Talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. I am James Seltzer with me. Clad in shorts. Yeah. The one and only Jack Fritz. Jack, let's start off with uh, the game that's sweeping the nation. Is this weird? Jack Fritz wearing shorts today, coming in, bouncing to country music. Is this weird, Jack? It's not weird. This is what we call baseball season, buddy. It is officially baseball season. Two weeks. It is baseball weather out. It is a Cool 60 degrees. And, like, the great thing about this weather. He's wearing shorts, guys. I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing the high hopes. I'm wearing the high hopes t-shirt. Wearing, I can respect the high hopes shirt. That's I literally, strong work. I was wearing shorts. I have the high hopes shirt on. Blaring country music on my way in. Just <laughs> oh, like. And listen, I, I, this is one of those days where if you were in college in a, in a cold school like Bloomsburg was, where it was cold all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like anything above fifty day drinking, like to, like when oh, it's big day drinking. Like day when to it's day. weather like this, all I want to do is day drink. And unfortunately, the second best thing would be to record this podcast. So this is an adult me. Um, <laughs> this is this is adult Jack coming out saying, "Hey, buddy, can't drink, have to go to work." But Lord have mercy, do I wish I was having beer right now? Well, that's pretty standard. Yeah, no, I just wish I had yeah, yeah, but not even craft beer. It's not a craft beer day. It's just a, it's just a Bud Light. It's a Bud, Le- yeah. Bud Light PBR I'm, day. I'm with you on that. It's a Bud Light PBR nice, day. Nice, refreshing Bud Light in hand. Yeah. A little baseball game on the tube. Listen, if they, want, if they want to sponsor the podcast, we're open. Well, we, we do, are here to be bought we for, do, for, yes, for, a, for yes, a beer sponsor. Yes, we are, we are for sale, as they say. Come <laughs> Very on available. Hey, yeah, good to be more available. <laughs> Have your guy talk to my guy. Yeah. That's me. Talk to me. We're or John Jack. Gentile. We're John Gentile. We love John Gentile. Teal sales guy, John. So can All I right. make an announcement? Yeah, sure. Did that just I wasn't even ready for I this. I know. Just caught me off guard. I know. Okay. James. Uh-oh. I'm back. I'm pitching this summer. I'm pitching in an adult league. Oh, buddy. And if anyone in this league, oh, I think it's man. like I think it's a PAB or something. Oh, this is great. This is going to be good. This, there's only downside for me. I was just about to That's why I said this is going to be good. Because in my opinion, the only way this plays is you're not nearly as good as you hoped you would be. That's the only way this plays. That's the only outcome here. Yeah. No, there's only downside for me. Yeah. Um, and if I ever face a high hope listener, I might jack it up to 79 miles an Uh-oh. hour. Oh, look out. Yeah. So 
Watch out. So um, <laughs> I, I, I I am back. I am. Bre- Listen, I couldn't. <laughs> He's back, guys. I couldn't. I couldn't. We're breaking news on this podcast. Right. This this is, is, usually we break news on Thursdays. We, we broke thought, some news today. <laughs> you thought the Bryce Harper announcement podcast was big? Wait till the Jackie first complete game shutout podcast is. Because I swear to God, I'm going to dominate. Sadly, that podcast is never going to happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lying. You're such a liar. No, but I couldn't, I couldn't come on this podcast anymore and uh, feel like I was deceiving the people with, with my pitching prowess. Ooh. So I feel like I had to- You have to like represent. Yeah, to prove to the people I still got it. So, uh, <laughs> we'll find out if you do or we don't. We will. We will. <laughs> Everything hurts when I move. But um, Keep drinking that beer, Jack. Should be good. Hey, listen. I guess listen, <laughs> last year up in Reading, I rolled out of bed and threw seventy nine. <laughs> if you don't think I can getting up to eighty two by the end of the season with my hammer Crowder being back, and I was watching some change up grips today by Trevor Richards, who is a Marlins pitcher that I like a lot. Um, <laughs> Former pirate Trevor Richards. That Trevor Thank Williams. Trevor Williams. Yes. Right. Listen, uh, the only reason <laughs> that's who Trevor Richards is, I don't even know who he is. <sighs> you should. Okay, I'm you on. should. Him and Pablo Lopez. I'm interested in the Marlins this I'm year. I'm a big Pablo guy. Yeah. Just the name. I nah, like the name listen, Pablo a lot. We're, we're, we're recording this podcast during- You're in on the Marlins this year? <laughs> Excited to watch that 115 losses live? It's going to be great. That, the poor Marlins. They're going to get- You know how much, Jack, there is no one you know who watches more random baseball games than me. I will watch Marlins baseball this year, sadly. They're going to get their crap pushed in by the rest of this it's division. so bad for them. Oh, year long. Yes. They, might, they might not win 60 games. They, they legit, no, they legit could lose 115 games, 120. Like, they're not going to lose 120 games. That would, you know, be the record and all that. But they could lose 110, 115 games. They could. Yeah, they might. They might be. Think about how bad that is. That would be Hall of Fame level bad. Yeah, one of the, the worst Marlins. teams in the history of baseball is in play just because of how good this division is. We'll have our division preview for you next week. Yes. A lot of good NLE stuff. All right, let's dive in. Later on, we got something we want to get the people doing. Yeah. Like we like We to. need the high-up listeners. Like we like to do. Once again. Like look, we like to do. For, you got, you've always come through for us, so why not ask for more? For as much as we have needed you in the past, this is even more. Okay. This good is tease. the most important thing we've ever asked about the high people. Wow. I like that. Until the next one. Until the next one. Yes. Okay. We'll get to the EFSPN. We're not a cult. <laughs> we're just here to talk we just want to talk baseball and have fun with it yes we are not a cult we have to say that so that's good all right let me preface everything by yes well we'll get into the espn top 100 the outrage of the espn top 100 a little bit later jack i want to start off you and i were having a conversation last week and we actually said oh let's do the monday podcast about this started the monday pod never talked about it so like we like to do but we were talking a little bit about this team and obviously the the optimism that we have, but trying to look at it and say, all right, what's their Achilles heel? Yeah, because everything's not going to go perfect. Like, of course wh- not. It's baseball. But this is around that time of the year where everyone's like, listen, Pavetta breakout, like everything's going to go perfect. Everyone, a.k.a. Jack Fritz. And like, it, 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 baseball is an imperfect game. It's the hardest sport in the world. Not everything is going to go perfectly great for the Phillies. There's going to be something that everyone's going to know, like – Last year, it was Tommy Hunter coming into a game for the first half. Like, there's going to be that moment where everyone co- is closing. Yeah, where, well, that was a thing. Two things that can't. <laughs> two things that can't close. John Scott Middleton. Scott Kingery trying to hit. Sorry, go ahead. Two things that can't close. John Middleton and Hector Neris. <laughs> Only was one, of, once, one of those things is true. Was once uttered on a podcast that will never <laughs> that will never see the light of day. <laughs> so, so it's all good. But yeah, but like something's going to go wrong. For as excited as we are about the Phillies, and they might win ninety plus games and whatnot. Something always goes wrong. Mm-hmm. It's baseball. Even yes. the 2011 Phillies had an Achilles heel. 
the offense wasn't that great. <laughs> but, but, but listen, it, it was it. Yeah, it's an Achilles heel. So this is a, this, the the, the highest podcast is a, is a trust tree podcast. Listen, we're not ripping the Phillies, but there there's going to be an Achilles heel. It's time we we let it out today. For as excited as we are for the Phillies, for as high hopes that we do have for this Phillies team. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start looking at what's going to be the Achilles heel. Can I start, Vince Velasquez? I was hoping you would start. I don't know where else you could go. Vince Velasquez. Can we start there? Can we start with Vinny? Please. No. No. I just. I. I yes. No. Yes. Definitely. Start the, with Vinny. The the back end of the rotation is probably going to be an Achilles heel. Um, Vinny is is very very frustrating, and I would really. Like Eflin last night, Eflin retired his final ten in a row. He looked all right against the Yankees. Obviously, we couldn't see anything, mm-hmm. but in listening on the radio, uh, they were saying that it was mostly, uh, mostly bleeders. Nothing was really super a hard hit. Um, Eflin, I listen. I I trust Zach Eflin to be my five starter. I trust Zach Eflin to get me six innings, less than three runs, or five innings. I was gonna say six innings, three runs. Let's go with a quality start. Yeah. I trust more often than not. Right, and that's fine out of a five star. It's 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 exactly what you want. That's what you want out of five. There are not many five stars in baseball nowadays. The way starting pitching is, who can do that for you? Yeah, not that Zach Eflin is that good, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, he's just he's just a a very very solid pitcher. I think he's just a solid number five guy that can come in and do a job. Um, and then there's there's Vinny, which you don't know what you're gonna get on a start to start basis. Like he'll have one start where he strikes out eight. And he goes six innings and still takes four hours to get to six innings. It's unbelievable. I know. He's uh, so aesthetically not pleasing to watch. No, he's not. And l- listen, the numbers may bear out differently and whatnot. It's just Vinny is is a frustrating guy to watch. He just is. Um, and you know you don't know what you're getting from a start-to-start basis. He's a very volatile pitcher. And in the same way that Pavetta kind of is too. But and, and Gabe Kapler pretty much came out on – uh, yesterday or two days ago, um, and he was talking about Vinny, and he basically echoed the same things that we were saying, where he was like, I just need him to go out and be aggressive from the jump. That's literally exactly what we talked about yeah, on and, the last pod. Yeah, because that's what he... he, he throw pos- your pitches. He possesses such Pitch, a... Pitch, not uh, throw. Right, he's got... Yeah, well, that's a big step. But he, <laughs> has a, he has a good fastball. Like, he has a legitimately good fastball... It has life on it, too. ...that is hard to time. Yeah. Like, it's one of the best fastballs in the sport... Just pound the strike zone with it. Hit the outside Throw corner strikes. to righties. Like don't you don't have to nibble. So I think the back end of the rotation is going to be a question mark. And listen, if they don't go Velasquez, then you're going Jared Eikhoff, who uh, I would like to believe in, but he's not. He's he hit 93 the, the other day, which was good. His his um, rhythm seemed good. It seemed like he was starting to get back into it. He's not hurt, but still. Like it's he's kind of an easy guy to 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 hit off of at this point. It's a very straight fastball, and if his curveball doesn't have the depth that it needs, then you're not getting much out of Jared Eikhoff. And then after that, a lot of people are talking themselves into Drew Anderson. I've never been a Drew Anderson guy. I am with you. But he if he's gonna learn a cutter, his cutter is at 89 <laughs> now. So that's something to definitely monitor. I wish you all could have seen the face, Jack. When you're like, he's, he's got a cutter. cutter. He's got, did I teach him it? No. So he probably won't <laughs> reach his potential, but eh, it's fine. But he, I, the one thing about Drew Anderson, and no, he's he has no command. Like he's one of those guys that maybe he throws strikes, but like talking about command within the strike zone doesn't have it. But his stuff is heavy. So if he has a heavy fastball with the cutter, maybe there's something there. But if if they don't. Go out and get a Dallas Keuchel or a Geo. Who I I don't want Geo Gonzalez. Let me just I, I'm I'm okay with Geo. He wouldn't be my top choice, but I think that I'd rather have Geo than Velasquez. Did you see the craziest nugget about Geo Gonzalez? I didn't know. Thirty three years old, Geo Gonzalez in his entire career 
has never had an arm injury? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That I mean, that's unbelievable. He's 33 years old. He's been pitching in the majors for a long time. He has never once had an arm injury. So from that perspective, you like someone who's going to be durable. He's pitched, I think, uh, you know, uh, more than 175 innings each of the last three years. He'll give you innings. He'll get you some outs. I think the, you know, you look at the numbers from last year, ERA under three. That's not real. You know, he got a lot of luck last year. He's not that good a pitcher. But look, I'm, I, Fundamentally, yeah, I'm not he did a, good. He did well when he went to the Brewers. Yeah, last year, I'm not Gio. a huge Geo fan, but he's certainly better than Vincent Velasquez. I just don't think he's been good for the last couple of years. Well, I don't last know. year he was just not last year with the Brewers. Two he was. years, no, he's good with Washington too. Before they, like four, he was, look at the like numbers. No, he had a two nine six area on the year. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Look it up. Geo was pretty good last year. Surprisingly good. I'm with you. I'm not a huge Geo Gonzalez fan, but. He had a four two one ERA last year. I thought he had a two nine six ERA. Are you sure about that? Yeah, no, he had a two one three ERA with the Brewers. Oh, a two thirteen. All right, so he was really good with the Brewers, Jack. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He had a four fifty seven ERA uh, with the Nationals. Was it the year before he was good? He uh, in 2017 he had a two nine six. There we see two nine six. I didn't pull it out of nowhere. So it was a two nine six in 2017. My bad on that. But still, like a couple years ago, had a really nice year for Washington. Pitched well in Milwaukee last year. There, he's better than Vincent Velasquez. That's all I'm saying. And he's a one-year contract type guy. Ugh. 7.8 strikeouts per nine and, and 3.6 walks Look, per he's nine. he's not great, but he's better than Vincent Velasquez. He'll go out and eat innings for you. Your face. I'm not a, G- I'm not a Geo guy. I can tell, but is he better than Vincent Velasquez? Uh, yes. Probably. Yes, he is. Probably. Or would you rather see a, 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 a growth from Vince? Well, I'd much rather, obviously, they, they... Just see what you can get out of Vince. And then I would almost rather... I would rather ride with rotation in the first half and address it at the deadline. I'd the, rather address it at the deadline, too, in theory. But if they give Gio one year $6 million or one year $7 million or something. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's an innings eater. It's right. all right. But I agree with you. Fundamentally, I'm not a huge Gio Gonzalez fan. Keuchel, the, as we've talked about, really makes the most sense if they're going to do something like that. And if they're not, I, I agree with you. I think it's smarter to, whether it's Bumgarner, whether it's some other pitcher becomes available. Robbie? Robbie Ray, your new favorite. I'm not. All he's not. He like, he is not one you of my favorites. You love this guy. I do sudden. not love this. Well, guy. you're always hyping him up. You're always like, oh, go get Robbie Ray. I'm like, I don't I'm know not, if I want Robbie Ray. Not, like, you should not, get him. No, the, the, you're, get you're, him. you're confusing me with, with Joe Jelly. I figure he's kind of had an influence on your team's life. But he does strike out a lot of guys. Yeah, he strikes out a lot. Of guys. Talk about having a bad season last year. Robbie yeah, no, Ray. he's he's okay. very frustrated. But he can bounce back. I mean, two years ago, he's amazing. So uh, he no. was amazing two years ago. Yes, yeah, and so, he does have stuff. But to your point, I, I look, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that it's a shame that Vincent Velasquez and Jared Eikhoff couldn't combine into one pitcher because if, if Velasquez could just throw strikes the way Eikhoff could throw strikes, he'd be a different guy. I know, I know. But, but so, All right, so here's the thing. What, what could make the and, – and let's put yourself in the Phillies mindset for now because you and I have both made it pretty clear how we feel about Velasquez, that we don't expect him to turn that corner and become something – if you're the Phillies, and I know it's an it's an asset, he's more valuable to you as a starter. Why do you think they still believe in Vincent Velasquez that he still might be able to to make these changes that we just haven't seen him make? Well, I don't think they have really another option, honestly. I mean, his so over, by necessity, his counting thing. stats last year were pretty good. I mean, it, and he did like we talked about. He had a 10, 12 start stretch that was really good. Yeah, and he can he can put it together for 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 bits and pieces, but he just. When he's looked exactly the same since the, the the Padres' 16 strikeout game, like I mean, his counting stats last year were good. I mean, he had a he had, well, it was okay. He had a four eight five ERA, so let's not okay. get too crazy. But his FIP was three point seven, so obviously, the, and they love FIP. They do, they do love. Phillies FIP. love FIP. Gabe so, has talked about FIP. 
So that's probably why. They, honestly, he's in the rotation still because they don't have another option. Right. And he's if you if he's your five starter, putting up those stats with a better defense behind him, they being should, able to skip him with some off days. You know, you probably won't even need him for the first couple weeks of the season. That type of thing. They should theoretically be fine with him being your five starter. It's just that I would rather go get a guy who can be your three starter and everyone fall back in in line. Like everyone, like. P- I agree with Pavetta you. becomes a four. Right. Uh, or even get a two. I mean, you get Bumgarner, he's your two, and Arietta's your three, whatever is the point. Right. right. Like, everyone just, rather than Vince Velasquez is a fine five-starter, you know what I mean? I, I agree with you completely. So, and that's why you would rather them not sign Gio. You'd rather just wait and go get somebody who's actually a, a viable guy you could start in the playoffs. Yeah, and let's, I mean, let's let's say he does come out and, and nah, he's not going to. I'm not even gonna talk myself into it. I, I'm not. Talking, <laughs> I'm not talking myself into Vince Velasquez. No, I, I, don't. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. But but let's say they go into the season and and Pavetta doesn't take the leap we expected, or Eflin isn't great, or whatever. I mean, these are all real. Or Arietta doesn't bounce back the way Jack Fritz believes he will. He's back. So no, look, I, there are a lot of unanswered questions there. I, I agree with you. I think. I think the personally the biggest Achilles heel is going to be the back end of that starting rotation. But I think it's Achilles heel that they can fix on the fly, as we've discussed. And they have they have so many assets to get it done. They have so many extra pieces now. Like Nick Williams has become available. He I think he could provide value for some team. He only hasn't walked once in spring training, which I think is really not great. Not great. No, just take not a walk. Not great. Take a walk. Yeah, just don't swing. They have a bunch of extra extra arms. Like they have. Yeah, yeah they've got minor league talent that that is has value for sure. As we and they have major about, league talent. Quantity of it. Yeah, and they have major league talent. So I do think they can supplement. Let me throw one more at you because I think we're both and and you know you could say Mike Alfranco, but I think it's silly to say that there is anything in this lineup that is going to be this team's Achilles heel at least. The way listen, the season starts. Listen, I, I I don't believe in Michael Franco long term, and he's kind of like the Vince Velasquez of of the the lineup. But if he's your eight hitter, exactly, it's fine. Exactly. So, but I do think if you're looking for somewhere else, because we agree it's the back end of the starting rotation. But if you're looking for another spot, they don't have a defined closer. I, I know it's probably going to be David Robertson, right? And and Robertson has closed in the past, but. It's not like David Robertson is a no doubt about it, throw him in the ninth inning, the game is over, and, and you're set, your bullpen is set. And I know that the Phillies might not necessarily believe in in just having a guy who shuts every game down and all that, but that was a real point of contention for us last year. Like, we were incredibly frustrated watching this team and not having at least some sort of defined roles, especially at the end of the bullpen. Jack, depending on if it's just Robertson or if they're trying to do some sort of mix and match type thing, do you have any worries about that as a potential Achilles heel? Well, I think Robertson can get the job done. I really do. Um, I think people are actually underrating how good David Robertson He's is. He's really talented. I'm um, not trying to take away from David Robertson. It's more about the makeup of the pen and the fact that Robertson, in a, in a, in a perfect world, Robertson's in there with Sir Anthony as your seventh, eighth inning guy, depending on matchups. That's in a super pen, though. Like That's in a... That's in a that's in a Yankees I mean, kind David of. David Robertson was like a sixth inning guy in the Yankees pen. Like, yeah, let's yeah. not carry it away. But here. I mean, he, in three straight years, he went 39, 34, 37. Sure, with saves. the White Sox. He was, right. a, he was a good closer with the White Sox. He wasn't great. If you look at the blow, blown saves, he had a fair amount of those too. He yeah. had a lot of saves, but he was not among the best closers in baseball while he was in Chicago. Yeah, but I think I think right now he's starting to pitch his best, which is kind of crazy to say. And he's been so freaking consistent for so long. Um, so so And he looked. He looked really good the other day. Like it was- he's nasty, man. Like he's one of those guys where if you're not, if you're a Phillies fan who just watches the Phillies play 
and you don't get to see a lot of American League baseball and you haven't seen a lot of David Robertson. Great you're, Cavs. You're gonna yeah, big time. Some man. of the best Cavs I've ever gonna seen. You're gonna love watching this guy because his stuff is nasty. The coolest, it is nasty. The coolest thing about David Robertson is is that like when you when you're looking at the gun, there's two great things about David Robertson. One, his calves. I mean, his calves <laughs> are absolutely gorgeous. Like they, they like so Johnny, are we, Johnny pl- drama. are we playing? Is this weird again or no? <laughs> is it, Going Johnny is it weird? Johnny drama. Johnny drama would be all about David Robertson's calves. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you they would. But <laughs> A um, reference. That was good work by you. And the other thing is, is that. Got great calves. Great calves. But he throws like 91, 92, but it, it's going to look like 96 to us because of how long his stride length is. And I've tried, like, I've tried to imitate his stride length, and it's freaking impossible. I don't understand how he does it. His stride length is the longest in baseball, and that's from a guy who's like 6'2. And that, that, like, the longer your stride length is, the faster the ball jumps on you because you're shortening the distance to the mound from 60 feet, 6 inches to whatever. Mm. Um, and it's just crazy how fast the ball jumps on people, and I just love seeing hitters not be able to catch up to 91, even though it looks like 96, because of how long his stride length is. It's great. So, and I agree. I think Robertson's going to be really good. It's just a question of of how those roles shake out in the bullpen and whether we see any issues with that. But again, that was really stretching it. it I think for both of us, we both agree right now, if you had to pick an Achilles heel on this team, it's going to be the back end of the starting rotation. Yeah, and I, but I, I really do think that for as much as people are in on the Phillies infield defense, it's still going to be a, a pretty horrible. Well, like that's a, that's a good point. Like we Franco, have talked a lot about it. I mean, outfield, you know, McCutcheon should make a big difference out there, helping out defensively. But I mean, look, I'm talking about infield defense. I know. I'm I'm talking about. I think they the outfield will be very improved. Is yes. what I'm saying. And I'm going back to the infield. I got you. I'm just trying to make sure. Yes. Keeping you um, keeping you in check. Yes. Uh, and look, I think that like look, Carlos Santana is a better defensive first base than Reese Hoskins. Not even close. It's not even close. Like it's a significantly better. The guy played third base at times. Like he's a much better fielder than Reese Hoskins. Um, Franco is the same. Cesar is the same. You're really talking about Segura being a better short something Kingery. Which he is, but Kingery did improve yes. as the season went on. I agree with you. I think that, and and Real Muto is so much better than Alfaro. That's that's light years better. But I do think that's a fair point that we have talked a lot about how much better the infield defense is going to be, or the defense in general. And it might not be light years better in the infield. It might just be better because Segura is a little more sound. Well, here's the thing: is that they're going from one of the five worst defenses of all time, <laughs> like legitimately one of the five. Hard of, not to be better. Like yeah, so they're going from the worst defense of all time to just the worst defense in baseball. <laughs> like, <laughs> like like they're they're going to obviously be better, but like Pakota had. It is the, funny to think about that because we've talked about, and they will be they will be much better defensively. Well, they'll than be they a were major league defensive. Team. Yes, and that is so mass. It is. I think you're right, Jack. I think. When we talk about it, it does kind of make it seem like they're going to be this this defensive whiz type team. Nope, they're just going to no, be able to make this the they're routine play. Able to make right, which is good. I'm happy. That's all I need, Jack. I that's I need my team to make the routine plays that I would make if I were out there. Pakoda's, that's all I want. Pakoda still had them as the 30th ranked defense, and everyone's really? like, "This is an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> like we're good now. We really are. We're good. We're fine." All right, Jack. Uh, we've been slandered as a city. ESPN Top 100. Bryce Harper is 15th? 15th on the ESPN Top 100? Mm. Jack. Honestly, it feels like it's too... too no, don't do it, Jack! Dude, J.D. Martinez is two spots behind Bryce him. Harper's better than J.D. Martinez. Come nice. at me. Come probably, at me. J.D. Martinez is probably the best hitter in the sport. 
no. best pure offensive. Mike Trout's talent. a better hitter than JD Martinez is. Okay. Look at the numbers. The numbers say he is. JD Martinez is is ridiculous. JD Martinez is a really good hitter. He's also a DH. So he's a designated hitter. Harper's the worst defensive player in the sport well, last year. Yeah, that four reasons. <laughs> I we've know, discussed. but I'm just I'm just making the argument. Jack, you're supposed to be a Bryce Harper fan here. I Jack. love Bryce Harper. Doesn't sound like it, Jack. It doesn't sound like it. I actually do think, and we've talked about this a bit though. I think I think Harper's gonna have a big year, and we're gonna get into it later next week. We'll get into actual predictions for the season and all that but oh i think he's gonna yeah i think bryce harper is going to have a i think he's gonna have a hey i'm bryce harper year yeah no it does it does feel like that's coming and i i don't care that he hasn't had a spring or hasn't had a hit in spring yet his oh, OBP God. is still like 600 he's getting on base he's getting on base all right so who are the 14 people ahead of bryce harper hold on one second all right so mike trout number one mike trout was one mookie was two both right, here we go fair all right scherzer three fair Degrom four sure Arenado five, sure. Bregman six. I love Alex Bregman. That seems really high for Alex Bregman. Uh, I love it. Don't, Alex Bregman is Jewish. He's my guy, and he's delightful. That's high for Alex Bregman. Yelich was seven, sure. Lindor eight. Yeah, I'm a big Frankie Lindor Dude. guy. Francisco Lindor had 38 I, home runs last year. I, I love I love that guy. Oh, I love him too. I'm a big, and Francisco he's definitely Lindor leaving Cleveland. By the way, in like. Years. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like one of the well, no, play his career in Cleveland nah, type baseball guys. Baseball night, uh, he had, it was only in Kirchner, I think, and only was like he's determined to hit free agency. So wow, yeah. all right. I mean, he already turned down a hundred and he'll get paid. I think he already turned down like a hundred and forty million dollar contract. He's a hell of a player. He's amazing. Be- maybe the best defensive fielder outside of Simmons in the oh, game. He's a Gold Glover, and yeah. he hits thirty eight home runs yeah. last year. No, he's amazing, which is insane. Uh, nine Chris Sale, sure. Ten Altuve, mm, a little high. Yeah, a little high. He's hurt. Uh, Judge eleven. See, I get it. I'd rather have Bryce Harper than Aaron Judge. I I know there are a lot of people who wouldn't. I'd rather have Bryce. I think Bryce Harper. I don't know. Aaron Judge is really good. Uh, I, he's a really good hitter. But I'd rather have Bryce Harper than. Aaron I think Judge. they're factoring in war too much with this. I agree. I think I think it's overrated with the war. Go ahead. Uh, Blake Snell twelve. That's ridiculous. that is outrageous. I love Blake Snell. I have him as a nineteenth round keeper in one of my fantasy leagues. I'm very excited about Blake Snell. That is outrageous. Goldschmidt, 13. Bryce Harper's better than Paul Goldschmidt. I agree. Jose Ramirez, 14. He should be higher. Jose Ramirez should absolutely be higher on that list. And then Harper, 15. And then Harper, 15. But, all right, but six, so Harper should be like 12. 16, Kluber? I think a little high for Kluber. Uh, yeah, I agree. J.D. Martinez, 17. So Martinez should be higher, too. I agree. Freddie Freeman, 18? Probably higher. He is so underrated. Freddie Freeman is such a good baseball player, man. He's Machado's, such a player. Machado's 19. That sounds about right. I think that's fair for Machado. By the way, Acuna is tw- Acuna is twenty. He should he's gonna be top ten next. He's gonna year. be he's gonna be like three next year. Ronald Acuna is Miguel Cabrera in the outfield. Like he is unbelievable. He's so good in the same league. I have Blake Snell in the nineteenth round. I have Acuna in like the eighth round. Yeah, so it's gonna be awesome. So I would say I would say Harper being fifteen is a little bit too low. I would put him right around the ten range. Yeah, he's a, he's right around ten, twelve, somewhere in that range. Yeah, and but. I think Bryce Harper is going to have one of those seasons that's like after this season he's going to be top five again on all those lists. Yeah, because the only I reason he's going to be one of those seasons. The only reason he's not considered a top ten player in baseball right now is because he had a slow first first half. So if he doesn't have a slow first half and and, and just bats between, I think he's going to. I think he's about two eighty five, thirty eight home runs, hundred and ten RBI, I, something like that. That type of range, and that's going to put him in the MVP running. Hey, he's the favorite to win the MVP. Yeah, usually that if you're the favorite to win the MVP. You should. Uh, uh, I don't know. Be one of the top ten, 10 players, players in the sport. I don't know. Oh uh, no, Arietta didn't pitch well today. Uh-uh. So Arietta, this is from, this is from our friend Corey Simon. Out after sixty four pitches, 
uh, over three and a half innings. Struggled with command today against the Pirates. 31 balls and 33 strikes. Ooh. Ugh. Okay, so. Not good. Hopefully he was working on a pitch Yeah, or let's hope that's Fingers what that was. crossed yeah. on that one. Because that, to your point about how, you know, how much you believe in Jake coming back, your take last week, it is incredibly important that Jake Arrieta is good for this team. Yeah. I mean, it just makes everything else fall into line. It, I mean, it really does. It takes pressure off of Pavetta. Yep. Um, and it takes I, the pressure off Nola too. Yeah, it's and last year Nola's the only thing keeping this thing afloat for yep. a while. So, yeah, Arietta, it's one bad start in spring training. Whatever. I still think the last couple of starts he looked healthy and and fine. Not great that he fell off, but um, yeah, something to monitor. So, uh, listen, the the Phillies. We talked about the Achilles heel, and I don't want to rip the starting rotation. It's just that the Phillies went out. And they, they were trying to sign Patrick Corbin. They tried to sign Jay Happ. Like, those things happen mm-hmm. because they know the star rotation probably is not good enough. And if they want to, like, here's my only concern with this whole thing is that this division is so good that it, the, the, the race might only end up being one or two games yep. separating first and third place. Going into the season, not having a more sure thing in the rotation could cost you the division. A hundred percent. And that's one of the, the reasons, the arguments against waiting till the trade deadline to trade for someone. You're getting two extra months, three extra months of a certain pitcher of of those starts. And, and like guess you said, what? if it comes down to one game, it matters. Guess what? You can get you can get both. You could do both. Yeah, too. like you could How's you could for you could sign Gio or Dallas Keuchel, Yep. and you can have a more sure thing in the rotation, and you can at the deadline, if you need to, you can make a move. But I, I don't like the idea of waiting until the I, – I understand the idea of waiting until the deadline. It's a it's a fine, functional thought process of that waiting a lot until of, That a lot of teams use. They, that is a strategy that is utilized. But there are two pitchers out there right now. Dallas Keuchel would be at a, mace, uh, 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 a major upgrade. discount. Yep. He'd be at a discount, too. At a discount, too. And a giant upgrade. And Gio is, is a cheap, very good starting pitcher, I guess. Who He's a cheap – Guy, you can get for a one-year contract who's better than someone you have in your rotation. That's it. Yes, it's that simple. And may walk a lot of guys, but uh, whatever. All right. Yeah. Well, that happened. It's not like Vincent Velasquez isn't getting. All right. Um, we'll get to our our thing in a minute, but uh, I want to touch on these rule changes real quick. <laughs> it's already twenty-eight minutes. It's it happens so fast. I know. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, oh, we got more to talk about. We got a wrestling podcast trying to take this room from us, soon, Jack. <laughs> What's it called? I, I, Smarks and Stripes. Check out the Smarks and Stripes if you're listen, a, uh, if you if you're a wrestling if person. If you are into, if you are older than twelve, <laughs> and enjoy watching a fake thing and acting like it's real, then then listen to the podcast. I apologize to any of our listeners who are wrestling fans, <laughs> Jack. All right, you're not twelve. Rule changes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Looks like they're going to implement some stuff for this year, which is pretty crazy. And then next so year, so what are they implementing this year? Okay, so this year it's all cosmetic stuff. It looks like this year they're going to do the election day. Which for I think All-Stars. is actually interesting. It's just that it's going to the big market teams are going to win. They're going to have their yeah, guys start, of course. But it could create some interesting stuff with online campaigns. Like I think the whole idea of it, right, of this election day to elect these all stars, is is that you're putting the players of the game on the center stage and trying to say, look at our stars, we have stars, and allowing them opportunities to campaign for themselves and yes. all that type of stuff. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's something that is probably a good thing for baseball. No, I think I think it's good. And, like, the M- uh, NBA, they they were televising their all-star game selection with LeBron and, and the Greek Freak. It was fun, man. It was a fun thing to watch. Right. Listen, 
just try it. <laughs> like, it exactly. Matter. Just have fun with it because you tried making the game count. That failed disastrously. So try something else. Right. And, Make it entertaining again. And they have an opportunity now with Harper in the fourth biggest market in the country to really market him as the, the face of it, even though he already is. But like Reggie Jackson was talking to him yesterday and he was like, he basically said, this is on you now. Like you, you can be the face of baseball. Reggie. Yeah, Reggie, because Reggie was basically that in the seventies. Was yeah. Reggie seventies and eighties? Reggie, Reggie from here, right? My dad went to high school with Reggie Jackson. Really? At Cheltenham High. Yeah. Interesting. Reggie was never like the. I would say I wouldn't say he was the best player in the sport, but obviously he's a top five player in the game. Yep. And he was you know, the face of baseball. No doubt, Hall of Famer and was the face of baseball. I mean, when you have a nickname like Mister October, when you were Mister October, that's a pretty big deal. Right. And and he had the burden of being the face of baseball, and he relished in that. And he was kind of talking to Bryce about how, hey, you should should relish in being the face of baseball. Be humble, be great, whatever. But this is you have an opportunity to be an absolute superstar here. Yeah, buddy. And uh, I th- I hope that resonated with Bryce. And it's weird. So only was talking to Jason Stark today on his podcast, and he was like, and Stark was saying how he's talked to people around Clearwater, and they're like, Bryce is totally different. Like he's starting to really embrace being like the face of the team. Buddy, that's what I'm talking about. It's good. I mean, it's great. And look, we saw those signs with his press conference, all that stuff. Like he has the the capability to be that guy because he wasn't that in Washington. Like at all, it feels like. I feels like Washington was never his team, even though it, what, he was the best player. That's what I said to you. It's like one of those things where you come there as a 19-year-old kid. No matter and who have, stays, who goes, they're always going to look at you as that kid. Right. And they're, and, and basically, the way Stark put it was like, this is like a, a nerd in high school going to college. And, and being and, like, I could be cool now. Yeah. Even I though Bryce Harper cool was now. never a nerd. We're not calling you a nerd, Bryce. We love you, Bryce. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's I think that's interesting. So that, that is interesting. And, and it could be a good way to market the game even more. Now Bryce is in a major, major market. Um, even though Washington's, you know, it's adorable. But like, yeah, is it? Let's, re- let's relax. It's kind of sad. All right. Two more uh, that are happening this year. One cosmetic, one not. Also with the All-Star game, I think this is, we're both going to agree, just a no-brainer. Why not do this idea? But the million-dollar purse for the winner of the home run derby, yeah, I absolutely. Mean, if you it's can, the most marketable event they have in their big All Star weekend. Like, why wouldn't you want to add more intrigue and, and attention? To it? And you need the stars to play in it. And, well, that's the key: is you get the people to play in. Like, no one cares about the dunk dunk contest anymore because no one big is in it. Yep. This is their chance to to be like, hey, well, let's watch baseball for the night. And look, I know, like, oh, they're millionaires and all that, but like, it's a million dollars. This is not some BS prize where they're like, oh, it's only like a couple grand. Why do they care? It's a million dollars. They're gonna care about a million dollars. Hey, guess who? Threw four shot innings today. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Drew Anderson. Ah, oh, I should have known that. Future, future like, fifth starter. Future Drew fifth Anderson. starter. Drew. Future ground ball. Uh, ground baller extraordinaire. Drew future Anderson. Arizona Diamondback. <laughs> Drew <laughs> Anderson. Right. The last change for this year: a single All Star deadline. Um, excuse me, a single trade deadline, which we mentioned, which is actually really interesting with this discussion about uh, you know trading for a pitcher at the deadline. That will spur action. There has been a lot of teams that have added to their team in August. You can't do that anymore. Good. The way I have no problem with that. Make, the, make the deadline more aggressive, more fun. I'm great. Yeah, it's 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 creating an ultimate deadline for teams to be aggressive and make their moves rather than like, hey, we'll wait a month. I'm hey, good. we'll see what we can get for cheaper. We'll see who clears waivers. I always thought that was stupid. Well, and I'll never forget high school Jack uh, freaking out when – Cliff Lee hit waivers and was acclaimed. I was like, oh my God, we're losing Cliff Lee. <laughs> and then was, he learned how waivers work. Yeah, and I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> so the confusion that the waivers put on 18-year-old Jack, be gone. I, I, don't, like want, I don't want that confusion For any hitting the next generation. I so great, I, it's me helping people. I think it's a really good thing. All right, and then the uh, it's really it's magnanimous of you, Jack. All right, last two happening next year. 
Um, and these are the ones that are really impacting the game. Roster expansion, uh, it would be 26 from 25, 28 in but September. Do, do you think – Oh, like, so it's only 28 in September? Only 28 in September, God. which is – we both have railed against. It's so silly. And the last one, the, the one that certainly has caused the most stir, three batter minimum, Jack. You were a pitcher. How do you feel about that? Um, I I like it. I do too. I, I wish it was two batters. I think three is just a little. It's a little far. It's a little bit much. Um, but and listen, I just think I really this I really do think it's going to add way more intrigue to the game. And I know it sounds a little crazy because obviously the strategy is lefty on lefty guy and that stuff and that's strategy. But if we go if we go to the next level here, I th- I really thought it was awesome how the Red Sox employ their bullpen or deploy their bullpen in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Having Nate Evaldi turn into it, uh, I, I just love, listen, you know me. You know me. Well, first of all, you love Nate Evaldi, no, which no, no. helps. It's not even Nate Evaldi. You Evaldi. always have. It's not even just Nate Evaldi who I absolutely love. Always have. I love multi-inning relievers. I know you do. Like, hater, <laughs> Archie Bradley, <laughs> Chad like, it's Green. It's your thing. It's kind of your thing. It, dude, I drafted six of them in my fantasy league. <laughs> I have I have Jordan Hicks, Jose LeClerc, uh, Josh Hader, um, Adam Odovino, and Ryan Presley. Like, I, it's disgusting, <laughs> isn't it? It's pretty good. It's disgusting. In a hold league, in a whip, in an ERA league. Oh, that, that really helps. Yeah, feed me. Yeah. Just feed me. Um, <laughs> you just did the same thing. I did. Thing. I did. Yeah. I hated it. I hated every second of really what I just bad. did. I'm I was, glad no one can see what I just yeah, did. I'm sad I saw it, but go on. I love the idea of multi annual relievers. And now we have Sir Anthony. Yeah. And I think the Phil- this is I think the Phillies knew about this because they went after Robertson, who has great lefty splits. Yep. He's a he's a uh, reverse splits guy. He is. Tommy Hunter, same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. Sir Anthony's fine against lefties. Like I think they have mm. a, I think they had a plan here. Nice. Uh, look, I I don't know if they actually did, but in my mind, Clentac's like, I know this is coming. I'm getting David Robertson. Uh, yeah, I, obviously King Clentac. I am with you, and I know a lot of people talk about it changing the fabric of the game and all. That. I think that's crazy. Listen, sports have to evolve. Of course, and when I, you need I, to speed it up, it is what it is. I like, don't. I I am as pure of a baseball guy as there we is. We both are. I live like baseball is the best, and I I I've long been against changing baseball. But I yeah, do, I, I our general philosophy on a lot of these things is either you like baseball or you don't, and we're fine if you don't. Just go away. But listen, I produced a lot of games last year. Yeah, and I was angry at baseball for the amount of moves that they were able to make. And there's it, no reason you have to have three pitchers pitching in it. Like, there's no reason you have to go pitcher, hitter, pitcher change, pitcher, hitter, pitcher change. Pitcher. Like, that should never have to happen. That shouldn't have to happen. It's going to add more offense. Mm-hmm. It's going to speed the games up. And it's going to make multi-inning relievers more valuable. Yes. And and I, I'm with you. Uh, Joe Madden had a quote today when asked about it. He said, rule changes shouldn't affect strategy. And he's dead right because the whole point is you just have a different strategy for the new rule change. It's still strategy. But let's think about the lefty relievers who oh, aren't going to be around. Poor the lefties, the, the lefty specialists. Oh, poor Real think, Cormier. What's he going to do? Think about Scott Air. <laughs> Scott Air. Think about J.C. Romero. I did. I thought about Real Cormier. I'm, I'm with you. Think here. about Pedro Feliciano. It's true. I love Pedro Feliciano. J.C. Romero could get out righties. He was all right against righties. Yeah. Well, J.C. Romero was, was super roided up, allegedly. Yeah, he was jacked up. <laughs> allegedly. Only pitcher win two, two games in the World Series for us. Let's go. Um, and, and listen, I, I love a lefty specialist. I said when I have a when I have a son, I want to make him a lefty specialist because <laughs> they're around forever yeah. and they barely have to play. Um, it's a good gig. It's it used great. to be anyway. It's the best gig in sports. used to be. Yeah. Well, no, I think a, a, a snapper. I guess you have to hit by... What? Yeah, get crushed 
pretty bad. A backup quarterback. That's a yeah. good point. Bad, yeah, but then you something might have to play at some point. Twelfth guy on an NBA bench. It's okay. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but a bullpen catcher. That's the dream right there. Yeah, you got to squat and so, stuff, but still. So I, 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 fun, I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. Uh, I don't understand the outrage. Show. I, people are really mad about it, and I, I'm, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. I, I, I fundamentally think it's going to be good for the game, and I think it's going to add another layer, and I think it's going to speed it up. And there's no reason in September when you have 40-man rosters that you have to go freaking matchup by matchup. It's, like, it's, it's infuriating. It's, it's, one of those, it's not fun to watch. It's, it's just those, not fun to watch. It's one of those things where I'm just like, let's just play baseball. Yes. Like I have I have those moments every once in a while where like I, I like modern baseball, but every once in a while I have those those lapses of time when I'm like, when I'm like just play baseball. Like how I felt with the four-man outfield. I was like, just play baseball. What do you? I, I feel the same way with the four-man outfield. I mean, and it's fine. It's the game and all that, but it's just like, come on. And listen, a third baseman should play third base. A shortstop should play shortstop. A second baseman should play second base. A first base should play first baseman. Like I, just play baseball. <laughs> so, I would. It's you, you could you could actually argue that the worst thing to happen to baseball is it got too smart. Like it's 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 you could too, argue, you could argue that. it's too smart now. Like I just there's part of me that I'm just like. Just play baseball. I think that's you don't fair. need a four-man it's outfield. It's a nostalgic game to begin I know. with. I know. You know, and so I, I, that makes sense. I'm in love with the sport. I, I I will always love baseball, no matter how it's played. But there's a part of me that I'm just like, can we just play baseball? Yeah. Like, can we just do it? I think that's um, a fair take. But I I, I, I do like the, the, the three-batter minimum. Me game. too. I really think it's going to – because I'm, I'm, I'm a reliever guy. Yeah. Even though I couldn't guy. do it as a as – a, I, I literally – I could not be a reliever. I was only a starter. You just didn't have the mentality. No. Yeah. I couldn't come into a game. It's not surprising minute. at all. Yeah, that's I mean, very you. I mean, I, I, I you needed it to be. You need to be the starter, the whole routine, the gov yeah. and routine guy. It's my day. Of a, it's, hey, 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 my day. That was Jack. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> I know I'm not. You're not I wrong. You well it's enough. all about me. But <laughs> I also, I let me just let me just say this. When I was in the Carpenter Cup team and we went to Lehigh Valley, came into a bases loaded jam and got out of it. Ooh, I was pumping eighty. You. I was pumping eighty six on the gun. It was a good day. Oh, this guy. It was a good day. And guess what? That arm is back, baby. <laughs> oh god. That arm is back. We'll believe it when I say it. All right, Fritzy. Before these wrestling people come in and kick uh, us out of here, um, let's move out of your mom's basement. So we need some help. <laughs> move out of your mom's basement. <laughs> you hear that, turtle? All right, we need some help. Jack, we need help. Yes. Listen. <sighs> We want to have Bryce Harper on the podcast. We want to have Bryce on, and I think Bryce we, would be happy to come on. Yeah, and you know, we are we it. are the Harper the Harper Lent podcast. Many people credit us credit us with bringing in Bryce Harper. So so to, to pretty much everybody I spoke to to pay it forward and thank us for <laughs> for bringing Bryce Harper to the Just Phillies. The right way to approach this. <laughs> yeah yeah. Thank us. That's thank it. us for yes. bringing Bryce Harper to the Phillies. We need you to tweet at Bryce and tell him to come on the High Hopes podcast. Yes. We we need to have Bryce on. We need to ask him his reaction when he first saw the first Harperland video and what that whole reaction was and how much he's gonna put how many MVPs he's gonna win here. Because if I had to set the over under, I'm setting it at two and a half. Well, I'd set it at four sit no. No, it's two and a half. Two if he wins three MVPs here, that's Mike Schmidt. That's so four, he would be a four time MVP winner. He'd be a four time which is one better than Schmidt. Interesting. Hmm. Two and a half. <laughs> Two and a half. By the way, by the way, I so have. So please help us. Yeah, let's, Bryce Harper on. We want to have Bryce Harper on the podcast. Yes. Who else would you rather have interview Bryce Harper than us? I don't think anybody. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, your favorite fun. Phillies podcast interviewing <laughs> your favorite Phillies player. Are you re- Can I throw a Bryce Harper player combat you? Yes, of course you can. 
You ready? <laughs> I am now. After right. watching you like sit back, cross your legs, and look at me. Yes. You ready? ready? Yes. Mel Ott. You're going old school. Mel Ott. I've actually watched Mel Ott. Like, I've watched video of Mel Ott. You're not Ott that old, buddy. No, no. Yeah. no. <laughs> Come on. You, you, know, you know I mess around with your age. I, you're not that old. I, Was that your senior year of high school? Mel, Mel, Mel Ott, not quite as big as Bryce Harper, but the swing. I could see it a little bit. The, with the polo swing. grounds yeah. helped him a lot. So Mel Ott. Mel Ott, 510 homers, 511 career homers, something like that. So Mel Ott, yeah, 511. See? <laughs> How about that? Wow. You like that? What a pull by you. Thanks, anyway, buddy. let me just say, like, Melot, so I'm looking at his age 23 season, all right? <laughs> I can't believe we're comparing Bryce Harper to Melot. Age 23 season. He had 38 homers, 123 RBIs, 100 walks, batted 318, and a 424 OBP. Bryce Harper can do that. Bryce Harper can legitimately do that. He could lead the league in walks. He can lead the league in home runs. Yeah. And he's going to have a 400-plus OBP. That is the level of play we're talking about here. And Mel Ott feasted on the polo grounds, and Bryce Harper is going to feast on that ballpark. Mel Ott. That's the player comp for Bryce Harper. I love that. I Of all the players I expected you to say today, right. I didn't see Mel Ott coming. Yeah. Great name, too. Yeah. Well... ESPN 100 helped me out with that one. <laughs> oh, did he have it on there? They said they said Bakota, Bakota, Bakota's <laughs> closest comp for Bryce Harper was Melot. Wow, I mean that's pretty crazy that they have to go back to Melot to get the closest comp to. Uh, uh, Gilio brought up Tommy. No, Tommy was a bigger, burlier dude than Harper. Okay, the swing wasn't as violent for Tommy. I mean, like I get it from a production perspective. I think Harper's, I think Harper's a, I mean Jim Tommy's a Hall of Famer, so yeah. I think Bryce Harper. A better has a Bryce Harper can have a better all around season than Tommy could, whereas Tommy was a consistent just masher year. Listen, we'll throw this at Bryce Harper when he comes yeah. on the podcast. Bryce, you a big Mel Ott fan? He might be. He probably knows him. Uh, he does. One hundred percent. He's a huge fan of sports and baseball. This is this is the kind of content you could get if you help us get Bryce Harper. <laughs> if you help us get Bryce so Harper Bryce, on the podcast, uh, we think you're the next Mel Ott. What do you think? <laughs> I think he might hang up, but who knows? Just saying. You got to find out. Yes. If he doesn't come on, we'll never find out. So help us get Bryce Harper on the podcast. I love it. All right, Fritz, any final thoughts? Um, all right. I have two final thoughts. I'm waiting. One's a question. Uh, is this weird? You get to only choose one bounce back candidate, which is the most important to this to the 2019. I love these hypotheticals, by the way. Which, I could do them all day. To, the, 20, to the 2019 Philadelphia Phillies. Who is which of these bounce back candidates is the most important? Cesar Hernandez, Mike Alfranco, or Adubo Herrera? Most important. It's a great question. It's not Mike Alfranco. No. Although, if you can get 30 home runs from him. Ah, um, man. I'm going to say Odubel for this reason. And I almost said Cesar. The reason I'm saying Odubel is because I think that his floor is so much lower than Cesar's. And whatever I get from C- – if I get last year's Cesar with the rest of this offense, like, fine. It could be worse. If I get last year's Oduble with this offense, that really hurts me. So I need Oduble to be better, more than I need Cesar to be better. And last year, I mean, Cesar, he's naturally going to bounce back because he, he's playing with a broken foot. I have no doubts in my mind he's going to bet. 280 with a 360-some OBP. He's going to get on base 36% of the That's time. That's what he does. It's going to happen. It's what he's done it's his entire career. Even last year when he was hurt, he still put up the, those average numbers. So, um, yeah, it, I, I too am choosing a double because if you get a double back to like 
2017 Odubel. Oh, like you're getting you're you're getting a guy who can. I said it last podcast. You're getting a guy that can win the batting title as your seven hitter. It's ridiculous. It's absurdity. Yeah, it's awesome. It's absurdity. It's awesome. So Odubel bounce back. All right. Here's my other thing. Adam Morgan is going to be. Oh, I saw. I saw you tweeting about this. He's going to be this team's best left left hander this wow. th- this season. And listen, this is coming from a guy who does not love Adam Morgan. Wow! But I am now officially an Adam Morgan guy. You can put it on my gravestone, Jack Fritz. Jack, I was the last to believe in Adam Morgan. Fritz, if you want to, if you want to put it on my gravestone, I was the last guy to believe in Adam Morgan. You can because listen, <laughs> I read one article about the Phillies saying, hey. You need to throw your slider more. And let me just tell you something, James. When I read sentences like that, it moves. If a team <laughs> if a team is telling a guy to throw more sliders, that automatically means breakout, in my opinion. So he's going to be he's going to be a slider machine this season. And his slider is freaking nasty. If you couple that with his two seam fastball and get under the hands of lefties, game over. His fastball last year, very bad. People batted 444 off his 14 fastball last year. Jason Hayward, who hasn't caught up to a fastball yeah. since 2012. Thanks for reminding me. Since, I, his, yeah. since his first home run with the Braves. That's the last the time he caught up to. monster grand slam. The last time he caught God. up to 95 plus was that. God, that was so He brutal. turned around. That and, was a brutal loss. He turned around 97 from Adam Morgan well, last I, year. Thank you for reminding me of like the many brutal losses we suffered last <laughs> year. Now that my mind is racing. And I'm thinking about horrible. all these atrocious. That, that stretch of baseball right there. Just that stretch when that loss happened was that game, the, the Hector Neris and Washington debacle. Oh, God, that that was the, the freaking. Oh my God, they beat Max Scherzer. They should have beat Max Scherzer in that game. They beat Max Scherzer. I know. And then Hector came in. Uh, was it Wilmer Defoe? Yeah. I don't Why know. do I remember these things? But I'm just all. I'm all in. Uh, Jose Alvarez. His whole career has been. Uh, That's a, who I would. If I had to bet on who will be the. He left probably will. He band, just. I would he, bet on Jose Alvarez. He relies a lot on soft contact, uh, and you never know when that's gonna turn around and, and be the opposite. Doesn't strike many guys out. So well, I'm, I like Jose Alvarez. I do too. I really think I like the lefties. This is not like I'm down on these guys and Pazos hasn't looked great this yeah. this spring. I'm not worried about James. He needs to regrow his his stash. I, it's clearly what it is. I mean, I, I don't really have any other explanation Who's, for who it. Who told him to shave it? I don't know. But Some he, jerk. He needs, I mean, clearly. He needs Someone bring, doesn't care about the Philly success. Right. He needs to bring it back. But I, I literally am very in on Adam Morgan. I think his slider is disgusting. And I think he's going to be good this year. He was good at the end of 2017. Now he's a real catcher. I back liked there. him at the end of 2017 for what it's worth. Right. This Rate team, and review the podcast. This team's most durable left-handed oh, reliever. Rate and review the Adam podcast. Morgan. It does a lot. It means a lot to Jack. Uh, check it out. April 6th, we're going to be down at Citizens Bank Park yes. uh, fighting for Frankie. And uh, that should be fun. So check that out on Still our Twitters. Still pinned on my Twitter. Still t- pinned on his Twitter. Yes. And more importantly, Twitter. Tweet at Bryce Harper. Tell him that there's nowhere else he needs to be. Put yes. on the High Hopes podcast. Yes. And I'll see Bryce April 2nd for the Fans of Philly trip. <laughs> Look at you. Ugh. It's going to be amazing. It's going to we'll be amazing. We'll actually see him March 28th at home right. for the over. Right. right. Which I We're do. only two weeks away from Philly's baseball, Jack. We're two weeks away from Reese Hoskins having 130 RBIs this year. Oh, let's go. RBI, not RBIs. Whatever. I'm old school. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, RBI does not flow off the tongue. Okay, RBI. It's runs batted in. It's not runs batted ins. So why don't you call it RBI? Sure, that's better than RBIs. Oh, stop. Just get up. But it. you don't need to because runs is already plural. Like if you were if you were talking about something else. Uh, anyway, James, I don't care. RBIs flows off the tongue. RBI. All right. I'll talk to you guys next week.